Hello and welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition. Hello, kids and cadets. Oh, welcome to the FSF. Exactly. Welcome to the FSF Podcast, our live show. This is the live edition. I want to see how many times I could say live in the first 30 seconds. So far, we've got about four of them. Anyway, this is the show I that got more. lightsabers and went all in. We'll try that one more time. The show that got lightsabers and went all Anakin, you know, Order 66 style. Not the younglings. Not the younglings. Yes. Definitely the younglings. All I right. Mean, it depends on the younglings. Yeah, maybe. Uh, does, before we get into but... Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Take a yeah. lightsaber to the grill. Anyway, all right. Uh, before we get into tonight's show, we need to go over our uh, wonderful show partners. Level Up Sabers, and Monkey Cult Coffee. All right, and I don't know what's first. I'm going to go Level Up Sabers. Let's say that one's first this time. It won't. That's one and number two because it's coffee. Number two. I was told there's a poop joke in here somewhere. Sorry, the poop joke. Poop That's joke right. got stuck. I, I, I just want to point out. Into I, uh, I have a brand new lightsaber from Level Up Sabers. Yes, oh for your my. fabulous anniversary presents. Yeah. Happy early anniversary. It's look at how cool this lightsaber is. It's so amazing. What is that? Uh, this is the Yojimbo. Uh, it's based off of nice. the movie of the same name. Uh, it's so beautiful, and there are so many fonts. But hang on, I have to show you my favorite one. Let me see if I can find it. Push the right combination of nope. buttons. Nope, that's not it. Which, by the way, there's an app. So I'm literally flipping through the, the app for that. That is fascinating. Mine does not there have is. an app. So while he's looking for that, just as a reminder, we are now uh, partnering with the good folks over at Monkey Cult Coffee. So if you go to monkeycultcoffee.com, use the code FS10, FSF10 rather, at checkout, you will get not only 10% off of your order, but uh, a donation is made to the National Pediatric Cancer Foundation uh, at, for every bag that is ordered. So you get good coffee. And you get to help out some sick kids, which is just amazing that that's part of what they're doing. So, anyway, so is, just as a reminder, Ben has. Did he find yes, it? Yes, Ben. What is the font? Did you find it? Did you find it? How about now? How about now? I did not now? find it. it. It just turned off. It turned off my lightsaber. <laughs> Whoops! Hang on. 
I'm still going okay. through it. We'll come back. We'll I, I come found back to Ben in a moment when his. I found a bunch of hangnails with my nail so. polish. You, I'm gonna. <laughs> okay. So yes. So anyway, if you want to hear us talk more about hangnails and apps that don't work, uh, click that that button at the bottom of the screen that says subscribe. Because <laughs> there were this is the only place really where you're going to get this type of quality content, uh, you know, on the internet, and we want to make sure that you get that. You, please come back, please. Uh, but yeah, and in case you haven't seen it, we also have a Stargate page. Uh, Stargate, uh, good gracious, it's spreading. Uh, we have a Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash FSF podcast. You go there, we've got some great reviews of of Stargate. And but also we've got some great behind the scenes and bonus content for you to watch. We have five different levels starting at $1 going all the way up to 40. And each one has different levels of awesome merch that you can't get anywhere else and free perks and bonuses that come with being a Patreon member. So, uh, yeah, there is a point when trying to be better than a stick makes a lightsaber problematic. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Uh, but by the way, I got it. I figured it out. Uh, so this is it. Ooh. It's a sailor. Okay, well, the cool on. part is... Oh, it's deleting my X-Wing. Yeah, but as you do... No, no, it makes it look like it's got smoked out. It looks like a like a spoke bomb went off behind you. It's, it's kind of cool. It, it is a so. rainbow flame blade. That's, That's cool. That's really hard to say. Rainbow flame All right. Yeah, you gotta like pace yourself when you say Rainbow it. Rainbow flame blade. Yeah, we're idiots. We all just try to say it. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? Before we get any before we get any stupider, and uh, this gets any farther down the, it, no, it's not really. So we're gonna bring in our guest and let him try and save us. Good luck with that, Josh. So our guest is Josh from the Quest Me podcast. Hey, Josh, you're muted. I am muted. Hello. God, you know, if you, if you ever watch like Quest Me, that's like a thing. I was going to come in and say something witty, like, I don't know, this is where the fun begins or something, but then I was muted and it's just all it's messed up. So, hi. Yeah, I get Welcome it. Welcome to our train wreck. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's par for the course. I can't, all right, I Josh, before. Anything. <laughs> Well, before anybody turns the channel, why don't you make sure you tell everybody where they can find the Quest Me podcast and all the stuff that's going on? Oh, absolutely. So Quest Me, we just finished up our latest kind of season-ish, uh, talking about Ahsoka. Um, and we're coming back in a couple weeks to wrap up the Thrawn trilogy, the OG Thrawn trilogy. So one oh, of our nice. co-hosts never read those books, and so we decided to do a big review on it. We actually, there's the Heir to the Empire and um, Dark Force Rising reviews are up on the interwebs just search quest me podcast and you can find them um but then yeah that new one will be coming out here in a few weeks we'll uh start that going um i did just start a new podcast if you guys are into hockey uh, i'm a huge hockey fan um, i love colorado avalanche Ew. so we're doing a, a colorado avalanche podcast called down the mountain and we are recording our second episode tonight actually after this Wonderful. I, I made sure that I had this handy just because. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys Let's are go Red Wings. Red Wings. <laughs> you know, I wish that, that Abs and Red Wings still had a rivalry because that was a great rivalry back in the day. Rivalry. Oh, it was one of but, the most. It was one of the best, honestly. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. So, 
No, you know what's funny uh, is that is actually like one of my early hockey memories is the fight night. Like my no, dad and my brothers watching it on TV and being like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I love that Ben's so, over there like sports ball. What's is that's that's a sport, yeah, what's a sports ball? Is that that's a where you get a stick and you put a thing in a in a net, right? Yeah, but, you did but it. Loose leaf tea. Loose leaf tea. Ben is all over it, right? I have uh, with both feet, yes. more time learning about tea than I've ever cared about any kind of sport. So. Fair. That's fair. Some people all care right. about sports, some people care about Star Wars, some people care about tea, you know. All right, before we get into tonight's topic, we just want to say thanks to Jesse's Tea House as well. Uh, they are not a sponsor of our show, but, you know, we could talk about it. Uh, but, yeah, tonight I'm drinking the, and I, I know I can't pronounce it, but it's called the Bilochan, I think it's pronounced. Is that my close? It's close enough. All right, we're going to go with it. <laughs> Bilochan green tea. I'm drinking that tonight. And uh, uh, oh, I, I have the, uh, the Funding white tea. It uh, comes in like a little tea brick. Uh, it's really, really good. I'm not even using my cat mug. How dare he's you? Drinking, he's drinking tea crack, basically. It, yes. you know, it's a rock. What, what are you drinking over there, Josh? Just green tea. Just bagged green tea. I know that's a sin on here, but I, I do have my Star Wars. It's alright, Josh. I'm also drinking bagged tea tonight, but it's because Sweet. it's ginger tea. Oh, ginger. yeah, yeah. It is cold and flu season, so I have the ginger tea with the probiotics. That's exactly where I'm at too. Uh, it's a green tea with ginger in it, so. But that's not a. This tea. is one of my absolute. That's an infusion. It's a green drink. Oh. How about okay. I, am, <laughs> I am drinking the probiotic right. infusion before I am going and being in a room with a thousand people this weekend, and I hope that I don't come back horribly, horribly ill. Ooh. <laughs> All right. So before, just so I can say this without being interrupting. <laughs> He's uh, <laughs> So I drink this, this throat comfort tea uh, mm. during cold and flu season. And I ended up just actually liking all of it. Hi, Ben. You mm -hmm. can come back in mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. All right. I actually no, really I like it. It's fun. So I know that they're, I know that they're sacrilegious, horrible teas, but I also really like the herbal cold care one and the echinacea one for cold and flu season. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good too. We like our, we like our tea dust. Ben, just deal with it. I, I struggle though with the throat coat one because of the yucky, yucky, yuckiness, and then I have to put honey in it to make oh. it less yucky. Yeah, I feel like it leaves a film on your mouth. Well, this is throat. This is throat comfort, not throat coat. It's a, right, but the throat. I think the are. throat comfort one still has licorice root in it. I think we talked about this before, and licorice root is disgusting. Oh, they that I can okay, agree. So with. they both they both have licorice root, but I really enjoy black licorice. So it's one of my favorite candies. Nice. You would, and you know one of the reasons why I like it. I judge you more you for why I like than it? drinking bag tea. Nobody else will eat it. Boom! I buy black licorice. It's my candy. Nobody else eats it. I don't have to worry about it. So suck See, it, Trebek. My right. mom, so my mom loves tonight. black it's licorice. It's not tea or candy related. My mom loves black licorice, and it's really funny. Is now my nine-year-old nephew does too, and he steals it from her. There you go. Ooh. There you go. There you go. See, I I used this coffee mug just for you tonight, John. Don't be mean. And um, John, never no. gonna happen. Also, it's if you no good though. I don't <laughs> so think good. though that my husband being part of our Patreon is really gonna help us any. I mean, no, not really. No, it's kind of self defeating at that point. <laughs> all right, so guys, we do actually have a topic tonight, uh, and that topic is all about. This little fella right here, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. 
killed. How did Anakin Skywalker go through who, all the things he did to end up being this fella? Thank you, Funko Pops, for our, our great visual effects. And, he's a person. Uh, he's a person. Uh, but yeah, so this this episode is actually entitled Anakin Skywalker and the Search for Therapy. So <laughs> it's raining. So yeah. So let's start off. Let's start off talking about the. the uh, oh no! We no, can, Tim, we can go back to. Uh, Tim, are you alive again? You're back. Did I blip? Oh, so you, badly. You stop moving. Heavy robot voice, and now I you're coming in at like 240p. You almost got Thanos. That was just <laughs> nice. All right, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna you're click a up. button here, and we're gonna see what happens. But I'm before I click it, I'm gonna give you a topic. Discuss amongst yourselves. Um, prequel era Anakin Skywalker. What was the perception back then, and what is the perception of him now? And I'm going to click my button. We're going to see if I stick around or if I come back. <laughs> Let's find out. So, while Tim's disappearing into oh the, the netherverse. As he's just, yep, he's just frozen, staring so we'll, at we'll, us. We'll see if he comes back. Um, perception then versus now. I would say then like vehement hatred like there was a large group of incredibly vocal people who i i mean we have actual evidence of random star wars fans sending death threats to people right like i mean it's still unfortunately happening now like with the sequels and everything but back then the amount of absolute just bile people would throw and that's dedication too because you're not just going on social media you're like writing a letter yeah because you know where to send this and then sending it off like there's a lot of hate that goes in to sending someone that kind of mail back in the 90s yeah Yeah, like early 2000s because it because phantom menace was 99 and that that anakin literally disappeared we have two tims (laughs) That's terrifying. There we go. Uh, oh, double the pleasure. Double the pain. Kid Anakin stopped doing, like, stopped acting mm-hmm. because they got so many. Yeah. Like, the whole well, situation was really messed up. And Jake Lloyd has uh, gone through so much therapy since he played Anakin and yeah. had yeah. to go in and out of, like, institutions and stuff to just, I mean, that kid was, like, nine years old. Eight right. years old when he played yeah. that, and the amount of like grumpy old men that were upset that he was Anakin was astronomical. It was crazy. I couldn't. I, like, how old were you guys when Phantom Menace came out? Twenty-two, seven, six. Right. So almost twenty-three from, actually. Aside from Grandpa, like we were all in the prime age for <laughs> for yeah, Star we, Wars, right? And so like. Anakin, I loved Anakin. him when I was a kid. I really right, liked him. My ball, and I'm going home. First he was our age. Wanted. He was. It yeah. was a character we could relate to on some level. With the hey, there's a kid. Yeah. Right, and well, so yeah. I think the the hate then it's it's the same with Hayden Christensen. You know, like nowadays everyone loves Hayden because all of those people that loved him when he was you know when we were kids are now adults, and we can actually right. express that love. And so I, I feel like Jake Lloyd really got the, the shit end of the oh, stick yeah. there. Sorry for swearing, but but he got oh, really fine. screwed out of the out of the Star Wars fandom, I think. And it was 
really sad because I I don't think he did that bad. Look, when you're working with George Lucas and you have to deal with his dialogue and the way that he directs, yeah. no one's going to be good. It was definitely it's a lot of... It's not the kid's fault. Yeah, right. it's definitely... This is the part that really bothers me is when people like violently go after an actor for dialogue and it's their job to say the script. Yeah. They cannot alter the script. I mean, they, even if right. they can, they it's have only to, if you're like yeah. Robert Downey Jr. level. Right. right. And even at that, you're you know, you're you're saying that words on the page that are handed to you, this is what you're to say. You yeah. just put it to life. So and then you're there's also a second caveat to that. So here's what he's supposed to say, but now he's got this person over here saying, This is how you're supposed to say it. This is how I want you to portray it. Right. So now you've you've not only gone from having um you know the, the kid being you know reciting somebody else's words, but he, he's reciting them in a way that somebody else wants him to say it. So it's and it's the same thing, it's the same thing that Ahmed Best went through. Exactly. You, oh. you know. I, feel I don't like, care if you don't like Jar Jar. I mean, I'm not the world's biggest Jar Jar fan. I've made no secret of that throughout the, the course of my life. But picking yeah. my Jar Jar figure yeah. this Darth last Jar -Jar. week. Jar <laughs> Yeah. But on the other hand, I don't care if you like Jar Jar or not. Going after Ahmed Best and 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 getting him to the point where he wants to, you know, take his own life a, um, is, is just unconscionable. And, and it's and, so hard too. Ahmed, it's like sorry. like we had said though. You're going after a kid. You're going after Ahmed Best. You're going after actors. Why did nobody go after George Lucas? Like, because he's George Lucas. Because he's Lucas, yeah. and he made Star Wars, therefore can do no wrong. But made but bad Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, I know. Oh, so here's the thing, and, and speaking for the the age of kids that were coming up through the uh, era of the original trilogy, you know, because I was I was eight when when Jedi came out. Okay, mm -hmm. so. Um, you know, most of the kids and the people who saw the original trilogy in the theater or were watching them in VHS as they grew up and all these different things. Everything that Lucas did was seen through rose-colored glasses. Oh, he's the creator. Everything he does is holy. Everything he did was perfect. And it didn't matter that there was a cluster of mistakes. If you really go back and look at it, the original trilogy with, with honest eyes, there are so many mistakes in those movies. Not just in the dialogue, but in the in the way that the movies are cut and edited and, and everything else. It's it's still they're still good movies. They're still my they're still my favorite, all-time oh, favorite yeah. movies. But you have to look at it honestly and say, okay, so if Lucas made mistakes there, we have to conclude that he's going to make mistakes when he has pushed somebody else out of the director's chair, pushed yeah. somebody else out of the producer's chair, and he is in an echo chamber of his own thoughts. Right. Yeah. I mean, some of the best stuff we've ever had in Star Wars though it might have come from George Lucas's mind I mean look at Empire didn't Spielberg direct the that? best or no, George Lucas was pushed no. away like he created the general premise but you had so many writers directors produced like so many people that were like hey George we get it but Step right, he had somebody else. He had somebody else speaking into his ear. Right. And so when you go to the prequel era, and and by the way, hi, science fictionary, welcome to the show, and Jason Taylor, Jason Taylor from Three Geeks Podcast. Go check them out, guys. So, but when you go, you look back at the prequel era, and you look at everything going on with with Anakin Skywalker, with Jake Lloyd as a character, you know, uh, acting the character of young Anakin Skywalker, and then Hayden taking it over. Of course, they're going to have bad dialogue. 
of course they're going to have poorly written and scripted scenes poorly built character and story like sand honestly as much as the meme of i don't like sand is when anakin is trying to like woo padme and going i am in agony i'm like george listen buddy have you ever talked to a girl (laughs) it's like (laughs) no i understand you have actually had multiple wives but but now we understand why you've had multiple but also i will still take i hate sand it gets into everything over somehow palpatine return any day of the week. 100%. I will take As, are you an angel over somehow Palpatine returned all day long. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. At least <laughs> that one was cute. Right? It is. Well, we're not going to talk well, about Well, it is because the, it's like, it's little Anakin like and huge, Annie's We're not going to talk about the huge age gap though. Well, I mean, I had I had a friend Let's not growing talk up about the grooming. I had a friend growing up whose younger brother oh, the it? first time he met me told me that he wanted to spend forever with me under a rainbow. So mm-hmm. the are you an angel is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and t- technically, Padme was only five years older than Anakin. Yes, John so brought there, up there a good point. There's no grooming. Uh, <laughs> there's 13 years between me and my husband. It's fine. See, <laughs> uh, John brought We're up a good point that. of that. A lot of people have criticized Hayden's like how he said things in the prequels. If you put it through like a just like a deeper voice changer or something, <laughs> also, also correct fair. on that. Uh, if you just, <laughs> I'm gonna make a meme out of that. If you just turn down the the tone of Hayden's voice, it just straight up is Vader. Right. That was the entire yeah. point. Yeah. And and it's it's very much like the same thing that um, Elon McGregor's cadence is just Alec Guinness. Like he, they're just younger. They're just showing you who the characters are, guys. Like, so, uh, but I do. I am appreciative of the fact that now we're in an era where Hayden is getting the respect and the love that he should have gotten in the first three movies. With the, and you know, you, people can say that his acting was wooden and his character, you know, all these all these different things. But again, we have to look back at how was he written, how was he directed. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you have to put a lot of that on the on the writer and the director. If the director wants him to act in a certain way or portray this in a certain way, he's also a teenage boy. Yeah, he was. Teenage right. boys don't make sense. He was nineteen ish. But not only that, but going from people actually hating him as a person for bad acting when he did an amazing job, and then going from all that violent hatred to round of applause standing and cheering for him showing up at star wars celebration mm-hmm. which i absolutely first loved first off I, I get where was that. that energy when he was starting out where well, was that was, energy? Yeah. at home because all the kids couldn't go right those of us who and loved it, him were um not old enough to drive yet let alone and honestly star wars and honestly josh i'm right there with you when he we're at uh star wars convention when he came out and he got that massive standing ovation. I love it. Choked up. Just absolutely choked up. It's awesome. I I wasn't even just absolutely amazing. I was the the floodgates open. I'm just like, it's my boy. (laughs) It's my boy, Hayden. But it's my boy, Blue. To see him get that love that he deserved. That was far too close to Cedric Diggory's dad. My boy. 
So speaking of yeah, that, I'm so literally we, making that meme right now. <laughs> like he's, uh, but with that, you also have to like, I mean, when he showed up in in Ahsoka, ev- everyone was like, "It's Anakin." Uh, uh, but John's also okay, not wrong yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. Padme this won't show, work, Anakin. It, this also comes down to George Lucas being weird. The fact that during the emotional so. love declaration scene, Padme showing up in like a BDSM dress, everyone's like, <laughs> hang on a minute. Oh, no, what's going on here? Georgie boy, yeah. what's up? No boy saying so, no to that. <laughs> what drove him to the dark side? That. Boobs. That fine looking woman over there. That's what did it. Yeah. Uh, I get it. Man, I'd but, but we all, Maybe. We also I might go to the to... dark side. <laughs> I... I mean, I guess I could. <laughs> if you wanted that to. That episode you know? two, the end of episode two, that was like, I think I was probably 12 when that came out. Woof. First crush right there. That little, little belly shirt she had going on. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, so, yeah. So, I mean, we're we talking have, about there's... Anakin. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. We still are. But but all of the surrounding characters have to be talked about, too. Uh, but, so yeah, so we, we have a, a a change in perception of, of Anakin's character of uh, from then to now. But more or less, I think the the change in the perception is also reflective of the change on how the actors are viewed. Yes. Because had the characters, I mean, people always loved Darth Vader, but they never really loved Anakin when he first came out right. and through the prequels. Everybody wanted to see Darth Vader. Nobody wanted to see Anakin. Now. Everybody wants to see Anakin because of, and I, it's you, I'll fight this till I, my dying breath. It's be, not Rogue only one. because of, no, <laughs> it's because of the animated series. Yeah, it's Clone Wars. If That's... it wasn't for Clone Wars, everybody got just a better sense of who Anakin Skywalker is. Now, of course, that's that's not Hayden Christensen. That's Matt Lanter doing the voicing, mm-hmm. but Matt Lanter also does it in a, in a way, in a style that was very similar to what Hayden was doing on screen so that the characters were matching, you know, yeah. in cadence and style and everything else. And so you can't tell me that there isn't a difference of appreciation for Anakin Skywalker because of attack, you know, or not attack of the clones, but, but the clone wars animated series, rather. This is where that weird, like mental, uh, pretty much just like the connection between actor and character for whatever reason, cannot be broken. So even though animated Anakin was voiced by a completely different person, people saw a what they considered better version of Anakin, and that love then transferred to Hayden Christensen. And I don't think you're entirely wrong on that, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with literally any other character for the most part. Every time I see Viggo Mortensen, I'm like, oh, Aragorn, but he's a cowboy. Aragorn, but he's a this, and a that. <laughs> Same thing with Ewan McGregor when he was in uh, when he was in okay, Christopher Robin. I'm like Obi Wan with Winnie the Pooh. He's always Obi Wan. I don't care what show he's in. He's always Obi Wan from here on out. It's over, I Winnie. I have the high ground. Yes, I have. I have all my Obi Wan figures above my door, so he permanently has the high ground. Just throw that nice. <laughs> well played. Well played. Uh, on my shelf my, for my Funko Pops. Uh, Obi Wan is on the shelf above Anakin. As he's very so, fitting, very fitting. So <laughs> I needed to make sure he had the high ground. So, but yeah, always. I, I, 
I have a little Obi-Wan figure, and every time he has like he has to be on the highest shelf possible. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. No matter it's what, he thing. will always have the high ground. It, he must be. Must be. Um, All right, so let's talk about the, the change of Anakin from being a small child and one that was, uh, you know, no matter what your thoughts are on it, he was, you know, actually, you know, Anakin was a, a cute little kid doing, you know, cute little kid things and and just being being a kid and being hopeful and had a good outlook on the future and, and all these other things. Very trusting of everyone around him. And then he becomes a teenager and we have we have teenager Anakin who's now getting kind of caught in the cycle of the Jedi and everything that's happening uh, around him. So the question is, is did the, did the Jedi do enough to help him or was there something more that they could have done? Nope. The Jedi well, I, I think <laughs> well, the thing that Anakin lacked the most was a father figure. He mm -hmm. never had a dad with, you know, when he was on Tatooine, he was technically, wasn't he technically like a Jesus birth? Yeah, he was yeah. Like, a, like, he was made with the he, force. He was like, yeah. 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 Um, and so or I, I love the, <clears throat> excuse me, I love the, um, there's a theory out there, something that, that Anakin would have been so much better off if Qui-Gon had actually lived and been yeah. his master because he actually understood what was going on, whereas Obi-Wan was just kind of thrust into it. You know, mm -hmm. he basically made a promise to Qui-Gon that he would train the boy. And I don't think he really wanted to do that, whereas Qui-Gon was very much ready to, to train Anakin and be like the father figure that he needed. And so I think when Qui-Gon died, um, that was the real change in trajectory when it comes mm -hmm. to Anakin and where he came, where he went. That was I actually, buy into that. Oh, sorry. That was actually a thing mentioned by Dave Filoni. Mm -hmm. The okay. duel of fates was literally maybe, the maybe that's where of, I heard that from. Yeah, it Probably. was supposed to be the duel of Anakin's fate, right. and this is where you go to Obi Wan going, "You were my brother, Anakin." Anakin didn't need a brother; he needed a he needed father. A dad. Mm -hmm. right. Qui Gon was the father, or would have yeah. been the, the surrogate father figure, and it's the same thing as like if you have a sibling and suddenly your parent is gone and now you're the parent, but you're also the sibling. Right. How, how do it's you not do quite that? the same. Exactly. Yeah, it's not quite the same. I mean, because now, yeah, like what you're saying, and I, and I buy into that a thousand percent because Qui-Gon chose, it wasn't, it wasn't a, like he basically adopted mm -hmm. uh, Anakin and he chose to be that father figure for Anakin. And that was what Anakin needed at the time. But now you have Obi-Wan who's thrust into a, a a mode of which he was not ill-prepared for. He was in no way, shape, or form ready or wanting to be that person. He was right. just a Padawan himself. And all yeah. of a sudden, I was like, well, I, I guess I'm your master. I well, guess, I guess we'll figure now. this right. He I guess literally we'll figure got, this out. He literally got knighted at this, like, 20 minutes prior to the ceremony on Naboo. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was basically it. Was just Obi-Wan being like, all right, all right come on out. Let's, kid. And it's like, yeah. Yoda's just sitting there like, oh, what do I do? Fine, take him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as for if the Jedi did enough, I'm going to say yes. With what they had in place, with what they knew to do, it's the same thing of if you have a friend that is depressed or having issues, you can't force them into therapy. It'll either do nothing or the opposite of what you want it to do. 
everyone gave Anakin every opportunity. Obi-Wan was there to talk. Ahsoka was there to talk. Yoda, so many people. But instead, he took counsel with a manipulative person. And I know it's very difficult to be in that situation to see someone and go, ah, I trust you when they have their your worst interests at heart. Right. But at the same time, they tried everything they could to allow him to open up. Obi-Wan gave him every opportunity to admit him and Padme were together. Every possible chance. And I think that's what, what really doomed Anakin was the fact that he held that secret for so long. Mm-hmm. And exactly. I mean, Obi-Wan fell for Satine, so he would totally understand the right. the love there. Um, I, and, and it never says, I don't think the Jedi Code ever says that like having a girlfriend is forbidden. It's just attachment. the attachment. Like you, you just can't be, if that said partner were to die, you have to be able to let go of that attachment, which clearly Anakin cannot do that. But Obi-Wan was a really good example where he was able to kind of to let that go when it come when it came to Was Satine. he though? I think so. I think of, I mean eventually he was. It took him a yeah. little bit, but but he definitely it took him a little, yeah, it took him a little while to back. get over Satine's death. But but, but even but in I the think, animated I mean, series, we yeah. see that that Obi-Wan clearly knew that there was something going on. Oh, he well, says it in, in Clone Wars. He's like, tell Padme yeah, like, I said hello. Yeah, at the <laughs> exactly. Very end, at the very yeah, where Fives like, is outside of, when Fives is outside of the... Uh, yeah, uh, the Rex, at that point, Fives is dead. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you're yeah, right. He was, Rex. he was covering the door and he's like, eh, he's I like, can... Uh, uh, <laughs> last, last minute, last minute uh, quarters check. He's checking my gear. So in the, in but, that case, did should Obi Wan have actually like come out and admitted that a long time ago, like way before that, I, and just been like, dude, I know what's going on, just let it out so we can I work on it. I guarantee he did. It's also in the old Dark Horse comics in the Clone Wars. This is prior to Disney buying everything. Uh, Anakin gets like like basically a couple days off. The Jedi Council's like, hey, you've been on the front lines for months. Take a vacation. Two weeks, go off. He, without telling anyone, charters a brand new ship, disappears, goes to Naboo, hangs out with Padme, and in the middle of that, Obi-Wan literally shows up and goes, hey, I need your help with a mission. Mm -hmm. Doesn't question it, doesn't say how he immediately knew where he was on Naboo with Padme, and they're like, Anakin's like in like a like a silk kimono and just <laughs> underwear and Padme is basically in the same and Obi-Wan flat out says I don't care I need your help. Right. Like it was so clear that Obi-Wan and Ahsoka knew what was going on. Yoda probably had an idea. I don't know. Uh just as for your comment though about having a girlfriend that's technically not allowed in a weird way the attachment's not allowed. Uh, but if you read, I think it's Master and Apprentice, which is a canon book, there's a Jedi in there who does the deed with multiple people and Qui-Gon comments on it. And it's like, hmm. the Jedi Code says nothing about abstinence, abstinence uh, just not attachment. It's like, And that's that's what I was thinking too. Like, I mean, you still got to carry, carry the race on, right? I mean, like Yoda, I mean, He's a very rare species. You would think he would right. want to continue his race. And somebody Yoda who... and Yaddle, Grogu had to show up somehow. 
you need. Yeah, you, know what I'm you can't tell me that, that Yoda and Yaddle didn't do the battle. So, <laughs> another canonically uh, partnered uh, Jedi Council member is Kiati Mundi. Mm-hmm. He had like 14 he had a lot or something because he was his people like were technically endangered. So, he had 14 partners and like 100 kids. Yeah. Sounds horrible. I mean, he was like, may the force be with you and peaced out back to Coruscant every time he could. And may the force be with you and you and especially you. So, uh, okay, but to counter Ben's point from earlier about the Jedi doing all they could, I don't think they did because they held Anakin at arm's length, Mm -hmm. especially Yoda and Mace Windu. And why? Because they were fearful of him. They were fearful of him, of his powers. They knew what he was capable of force-wise. They knew that he was unsteady or unstable emotionally because of everything that he had gone through and the the lack of attachments that this kid was struggling with. And it, it's even highlighted in the in, in Phantom Menace where he's talks about his mother and, and he feels cold and there's the detachment and mm-hmm. you know his mind focuses on his mother because of course he's he's a little guy. That's all he's only ever been around. But throughout the rest of his life, every time that there was a time for the Jedi to show that they had faith and trust in Anakin Skywalker, Mace Windu and Yoda pushed him away, pushed him back and said, no, you can't do this. You can't do this. So, of course, he's going to go look for somebody else who's going to we all anybody would. So like, okay, so, Ben, in this situation, if uh, you were the uh, Yoda and Kathleen was Mace Windu and every time I came to you and said, look, this is what's going on, you're like, you know. You give me pushback. You, of course, I'm going to go to uh, Darth Josh over here and be like, hey, um, I need somebody to talk to. Well, what I was going to say is Yoda definitely kept him at an arm's length for a different reason because he embodied the whole Jedi detachment a bit more. Plus, he's 900 years old. So many people he is known have died. So that's where he gets his detachment. And he f- actually says that in i think it's one of the high republic books i think but when it comes to mace windu i fully agree that he was anakin's number one enemy meanwhile you have things like uh when yoda was going off to go hang out with the wills and he was going to learn how to live on after death through the force he went to anakin and said hey can i trust you to keep a secret can i trust you to take the fall for and Anakin went, yeah. Yoda had more trust in Anakin than any of the other council members, but Mace Windu being such a high seniority thing pretty much shot down everything. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was Yoda who said that they should knight Anakin at the beginning of the Clone Wars. That's true. Mace Windu kept saying, no, no, no. Obi-Wan is fighting, and Yoda's like, do it. Make him a knight. Let's see what happens. And it was I think also when... Yoda who gave him Ahsoka. That sounds weird. Up, <laughs> attached Ahsoka and Anakin together, uh, hoping to teach him to Padawan let go. Padawan Master, Padawan Master, Padawan yeah, Master. you know what I mean. <laughs> hoping to teach Anakin to let go. That was exactly right. why Yoda assigned them together. No, I get that. But even, it, yeah. He wasn't I get what you're saying. the right way. Well, and I, I think that's probably the better way to say what I was trying to say. Yeah is that Mace Windu definitely was not trusting and definitely was pushing him away on every chance he got. Yoda, 
may have been trying, but he was going about it instead of going just, hey, here's the way to do it. Uh, he was kind of circumventing everything else and kind of going around the corner instead of going right, you know, straight at the, the topic. So I think that when you're when we look at it from that angle, I think we have to see that there's a certain level of distrust from the Jedi Masters, the Council, down to the Knights, down to the Padawans, yeah. you know. <laughs> Through all of that too, they're telling the telling him, "You're the chosen one. You're going to do all these wonderful things. You have such great power." But no, not yet. Don't do that yet. We're not going to trust you yet. Like, but when May says that fear thing, sorry. Oh, it's I, definitely a fear thing. Absolutely, I fully believe it was, especially from Mace Windu, because when Mace would say it, it was always in a sarcastic, challenging tone. Yeah. Well, right. if you really are the chosen one, you know, like he just needed a little more head bob in. If you really are the chosen, you know, but. It was just, I, I never felt, and even, and I, and I really think that uh, TC Carson does a really good job of this in the animated series as well, maintaining that line uh, with the as the voice of Mace uh, Windu during the animated se animated series. There's a couple of times when Mace and and uh, Anakin have to work a little closer side by side, and there is a very icy cold wall there between the two of them oh, yeah. that every time they're in the same room that mace immediately puts up and kind of blocks him off they're, they're specifically with that i believe it was when they first meet boba fett mace and anakin are basically hunting him down thinking that Django is still alive mm -hmm. they get trapped there's an explosion they're now under a crushing piece of like starship that's going to kill right. them Right. Anakin stands up R2 being like, go get help, please. And Windu is just flat out like, you're trusting a droid? You idiot? It's like, yeah. bro, that's your only way of getting out of there. And you are berating this man for trusting basically his best friend. The most trustworthy droid ever. Literally. The ride, the ride, and die, ride or die droid right there. Yeah. The, only the one Republic would have fallen long ago if it wasn't for R2 and the Rebel Alliance never would have won if it wasn't for R2. Right. Absolutely. Agreed. That being said, Chopper still has the highest kill count. Uh, yeah. Yes, he does. My little war buddy. My little war crime buddy. Yeah, he's just I, I want to get, there's a sticker that I want to get that's literally just Chopper holding like a little like missile and like a stick of dynamite <laughs> and it just says, let's commit war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my little war criminal Chopper. Just to go off on a tangent, I can't wait till they actually let him commit a war crime in live action because they oh. teased it a couple times in Ahsoka. But uh, Ahsoka right away, immediately he's he's on screen for thirty seconds. I don't know. This should we blow it up? Yeah, he wants he wants the carpet. Yeah, he wants the carpet bomb the whole city. Thirty <laughs> seconds on camera, and I'm like, yes. Yeah, they'll let him do it eventually, though. He'll carpet bomb. Oh, they have I'm to. Sure. They have to. He's gonna bomb a star destroyer or something blow another one up i, I love yeah. how in rebels you can kind of hear chopper speak but in ahsoka he's like he's full-on just regular talking with a little warble in his voice and you're like mm -hmm. yeah oh i don't need subtitles to know what chopper's saying did you touch yeah. my stuff <laughs> did you touch my stuff <laughs> yes you did <laughs> yes you did yeah. yeah i love that so good oh, i love chopper oh, he's so sassy but anyway all right so yeah yeah, just sorry, getting back on. to Mace, like I, I feel like he was more scared than anything, and oh, that's yeah. why he like just didn't want to let Anakin. Because, I mean, you, you have to think, if if he's the chosen one to bring balance to the Force, 
the Jedi have to know that there's a huge imbalance between the Sith and the Jedi, and that it's going to have have to be a catalyst, like a, a huge event, a destructive event to Something actually bring yeah. peace back, to bring that that balance back. And it was it was Anakin. He did bring balance back essentially. Yeah. He, Helped kill one all the Jedi to where, um, unless you're if you're just watching the movies, episodes one through six, then at the end of episode three, you had two Jedi and two Sith. You had you know Obi Wan and Yoda and uh, Darth Vader and Palpatine, and that was the complete balance. Right. So Kelly he Kestis did actually, but th- but that's and, what no, I'm saying is if, if you're, you're just, just watching, watching the, movie, the yeah. movies, yeah, it, it gets a little murky once you start getting into everything else. But like, right. But then they but kind still. of balance that with the Inquisitors anyway. Inquisitors. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So there, so there was a, a balance, and and Mace Windu was absolutely scared that that's how that balance was going to happen. So, I mean, I can see where he was coming from, but at the same time, like, it's man. it's also when it comes to Mace, like, <laughs> canonically with his purple lightsaber, he had a vision that he was going to basically herald a great battle, and he he saw a vision of himself wielding a purple blade. And that's why he went to go find that kyber crystal. Because originally, I think he had like a green blade. It was blue. And then he eventually, oh, was it blue? Yeah. Mm. So then he eventually found the, the purple crystal. And that's what he had. So he's had visions of war for an incredibly long time. And now here's war on his doorstep. And he can only blame one person for some reason. Yeah. So. It, you know, it I, is also incredibly sad when you read the novelization of Revenge of the Sith and it talks about how Mace goes, okay, if Anakin helps me, I will give him the rank of Master because then he has earned my trust. And like, he has saved you so many times. times. If you trusted him prior to this, he would have helped you defeat Palpatine. Right. Oh yeah, Absolutely. And I, and I don't want anybody listening to get it twisted like, oh, we're, we're dumping on Mace Windu. He's still a heck of a character. Oh, Mace Windu was an amazing Jedi, and he had a lot of really good things, a lot of really good personality traits, an incredibly powerful por- uh, force user. But I, I also... Think he, had is, a, he had a big part in what happened. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but you can't, you can't look at what happened with Anakin Skywalker without looking at Mace Windu at the same time and going... He is directly responsible or partly responsible for what happened to Anakin mm-hmm. because as much as Obi-Wan may have been trying to be the brother and I loved you Anakin and all these different things and bring him into the fold at the same time that's happening Mace is also pushing back equally yeah. as much and pushing him towards uh you know Palpatine you know and and everything that was going on so now, I, I'm not going to leave Obi-Wan out of this uh John says, I'm trying to remember if Mace Windu made even one correct decision in the entire prequel trilogy. I don't think he did. In the movies, no. In the animated series, all the time. He was correct. Especially that that original Clone Wars series. Oh, he was a badass. The original one. He made a lot of good decisions. He made a lot of good decisions in, in the Star Wars version. The the you know the Cartoon Network second right. the second you know version and then the Disney fied version of it. He still made a lot of good decisions, but they also they also started showing him in the later seasons as more of the division of between him and Anakin started coming through, and that started affecting his decision making process, I'm, which leads us to the back to the movies. I'm gonna say no. I don't think Mace Windu ever did. 
he made a lot of good tactical decisions. Mm -hmm. But when it came personal to, decisions, no. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think that might be what John is kind of meaning there. But I don't know. Uh, but when it came to like the downfall of the Jedi Order, Yoda was a big part of it. But Mace Windu was like the Grand Master of the Jedi Order mm -hmm. for years, and then during the Clone Wars. Yoda took back over as a sign of like, hey, they need you know, um, someone with a bit more wisdom, a bit more time and mm -hmm. it was basically just like a, oh look, the favorite is now back in power, so we're gonna win. That's why Yoda took back the uh, the Grand Master title. Mace Windu was the one who was Grand Master for I think like a decade prior. Right, yeah. So it's so just sorry. And then he went through the window. Yes. Uh, but before we he go on to the, the next thing. To the wall. Anyway. Before we go on to the next I want to talk about that it's not just Mace Windu. Obi-Wan and Ahsoka are also a thousand percent in this could have done more. Mm -hmm. But I still think they did more than enough. Okay. With The caveat to that is I don't blame Ahsoka because she was going through enough crap on her own. And she was know. only about 15 years of age. I don't blame them at all. I Sorry, when I said Ahsoka, I meant what with what happened with Ahsoka. Not literally Ahsoka being oh, an okay. issue. I mean, okay. like, everything that went down with Ahsoka of the betrayal, the blaming, the just throwing her under the bus Re because they needed removal a Removal from the Jedi Order. Yeah, yeah. okay. And her okay. getting brought back in and then leaving. Okay. That's what that I meant. I'm okay I, with. That I, I misspoke. That's my bad. Uh, okay, because I was like, hold up a second. She was 15. It's kind of hard to blame yeah, a 15-year-old for understanding mental stuff when she's basically a child warrior. You know, That was my bad. Sorry. Uh, Way to go. But everything that happened with that, that was definitely like... Anakin was at the door of the Jedi Temple at that point, just waiting for something to finally take make him take the step out. And of course, everything that happened after the fact didn't make it better but obi-wan also keeping anakin at arm's reach because he was despite being brotherly he knew what he needed to be and chose not to do it like he could have been the father anakin needed granted it would have been very difficult but it still could have been done how old was Obi-Wan when he took over? Wasn't he only 18 or 19 when he 24. took over for 24? Okay. That's still fairly young. It is still fairly young, but I mean... I mean, so there's only like 15 years difference between the two of them. Right. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's a difficult oh, yeah. age gap to look up to somebody as a father. You know? <laughs> when somebody's only 15 years older. I mean, unless you're in Kentucky. I mean, then it's... Then it's like 10 years. I thought you were going to say Ohio. Close enough. Close enough. They're neighbors. So, uh, but again, I still think that in general, aside from. I already made that joke, Tim. Aside from Windu, uh, I, I honestly do believe the Jedi did enough. I mean, if we want to talk about doing more than enough, Plo Koon. My, my man, Plo Koon, being a uh, shared father of Ahsoka, they they did so much uh, to work together to 
I think there's a couple scenes in Clone Wars where Plo Koon, like, actively consoles Anakin to be like, hey, things are going to be okay. We're in this together. You want to well, talk Plo's, about it? Plo is just an awesome... Oh, yeah. You know, just an yeah, awesome character to begin I with. don't think that the Jedi Order did enough. I think that they did everything they could to make it worse for him. That they ignored his feelings. They they pushed him aside. They told him that he was wrong, that he was a child. He didn't know what he was talking about. That even when, when he has dreams about his mom dying and Obi-Wan's like, oh, you're fine. No, there's something wrong with my mom. Like, I'm trusting my intuition here. No, it's fine. Just, just let it go. It's like, no. Yeah. All you're doing at that point is showing him that the Jedi Order doesn't care about him. That he's just another cog yeah. for them. He's not a person. And, oh, wait, here's this other person who's telling me, no, wait, no, you matter. You have feelings. Your feelings are important. Give in to your feelings. It's like they're... All they, all they did was push him out. Yeah, of course he's going to lean... Yeah, of course he's going to lean that way, right? Yeah. So, here's something I, I want to I point out. This is... a. Um, uh, this past year, a book was written by Delilah S. Dawson called Inquisitor, Rise of the Red Blade. Now, clearly, this book is not about Anakin Skywalker. Um, it, it's it's written about completely different characters. And um, you know, Iskata Karas is the main is the main uh, character in the story. But it's all about how it's a it's a very similar trajectory, in my opinion, of how the, this character goes from being a Padawan, very powerful, misunderstood, all these different things to leaving the Jedi Order and and spoilers, although it's really pretty much on the cover of the book, uh, becomes an Inquisitor and all these other things. And it's 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 uh it's really very interesting. So if you haven't read that book, check it out because it's got some very interesting parallels to the Anakin story and how the Jedi Order and Mace Windu treated her. So that's all, that's all I got to say about that. All right, uh, let's move on to our last topic uh, of this forum tonight. Uh, so just this is a quicker one. So the question is, with everything that we've talked about tonight, is Anakin Skywalker a good man who turned to darkness or a bad man who did good deeds before giving in to his true nature? I'm, I'm, I think he was good. I, I think he was a good, good kid, but he was only a kid. Like he... He kind of was stuck in kid world. He got mm -hmm. ripped from his mom. Then his like adopted father passed away like two days after that. And then he just got thrust into this Jedi training. Too old. He was too old for it. Too old. Um, too old and I think, I think he was a, a good kid that had really like good intentions. But then was so pulled in so many different directions that he didn't necessarily know that the, the decisions he was making were really bad towards the end, you know, until he actually embraced the hate, basically. Right. I think that that is, that is what it comes down to, is that we need to remember, he was a kid. You don't trust kids to make massive, life-changing decisions. You give a kid ten bucks and tell him to go buy groceries, they're gonna come back with candy. They're not gonna make good decisions. Like, Anakin was so not worry. old enough to be making good decisions. Don't worry, they well, can take out $80,000 in student loans. 18, they and can like, join the military. No, like... 
and where he came from. I mean, he was a slave on a desert planet yep. where he didn't see, he, did he even see like a body of water ever? You know, when he goes, now he's leaving this planet and seeing so many different things and the wonder of a child, like you're going to question everything. And I so mean, just the, the culture shock of going from Tatooine to Coruscant to Naboo. Right. Bare sand, massive city, nothing but green and water. Well, just that's going from tat just going from Tatooine into outer space. Oh, the shock yeah. that it was on his system. Yeah, how cold he was because of the the temperature difference between being on a barren desert with two suns beating down on you versus I mean, being the, up in outer space, you know? Probably the coldest day on Tatooine's like ninety-five. And that's like <laughs> that's their equivalent of like freezing win like winter. Right. But like so Tim that's will understand this more, I think, than I don't know if you have any kids or not, Josh. But first day of school, first day of school, it doesn't matter if it's first day of kindergarten or if it's the first day of any following year after that. That kid has so much anxiety going into a new situation, a new thing. Mm -hmm. And as parents, it's the, it's fine. We'll pick you up at the end of the day. You'll be fine. It's six hours. This was a nine-year-old being taken off the planet from his mother. The right. only source of any amount of security he's ever had. The only thing that has been consistent in his entire life is his mom. To then be, you have this amazing power. You're going to change the for you're going to change the course of history. We're going to take you with us. And then, no, wait, no, never mind. Your power's too scary. We can't train you, but you also can't go back to your mom. Like, he was a kid. He was so corrupted by what was around him that if you look at the psychological aspect of what happened to him he was in all reality kidnapped mm -hmm. and forced into this new life he was no longer anakin he was a padawan he was a knight he he wasn't a person i mean if you technically think about it anakin was never freed from being a slave no he was sold to qui-gon and the jedi order Right. And Obi-Wan basically took that on. Oh. Yeah. 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 There it is. Yeah. And oh. that, I've, I've thought that same thing for a long time where he just went he from never one, yep, one slave to and the next he, one. He, you know. Yeah. And then going from the Jedi Order to then following Palpatine. He's Palpatine not being any slave to the dark side. Yeah. He was always, Anakin was always kind of a slave. And the never, only time never one, break out of that. Yeah. The only, only time he, he ever gets to be free. With. It was with Padme. That was the right. only time he was not a slave. That well, he still was though, because he was a slave to hiding it. He was allowed to be free with her, I, which is I would say right but when it was right just her. When, yeah, right when it was just her. Yeah, but I, honestly, and, ben, I have I have never thought of that before, and literally my brain went yep. so booming. Yeah, very yeah, much like Anakin. If anyone hit the switch on him, because they never mm -hmm. mention. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That Anakin was the only time he was, was free by Luke. That was the only time he was truly free. Was the and he even says he tells Luke, of the helmet, right? He already he tells Luke that you you've already set me you just set me free. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he said you saved me. Yeah, that's so. I think seeing him in Ahsoka, that's probably the freest he's ever been. Oh yeah, he, now he's, he's the free force. to do whatever he wants, <laughs> including scare the crap out of us in the world between worlds. That's what he was able to do. Beat up his <laughs> old apprentice. <laughs> 
Well, according to The Last Jedi, or sorry, Rise of Skywalker, uh, Force ghosts can actually hold lightsabers, so I'm pretty sure Anakin can probably still do whatever he wants in the real world. Hold on, I'm trying to find that remove button for bringing up that movie. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We were just like talking no. about the hatred of the prequels. We're not going to get it into the hatred of the sequels. No, no, no. I don't hate. I don't hate the Rise of Skywalker. I just don't really don't like it. There's some good. There are some good things in that movie. There are some things that I enjoy, other than the credits. So, um, right. but if you if you look at the real world aspect of it too, if you have somebody who grows up in foster care and is bounced from house to house from family to family never has a place of their own never has so a name jaded. of their own so jaded they are so jaded they are yeah. and unfortunately the statistics show that the majority of criminals are those who had unstable home lives yeah that anakin is nothing more than the product of his surroundings Absolutely, he is yeah. what the it's, Jedi Order made him. It's also that with most of the other Padawans and most of the other younglings, they were brought into it at an incredibly young age. They probably don't have memories of their home prior. Right. Anakin Very knows what it's like on the outside. Even if he wasn't free, he knew something different and then was brought in. Right, and like... Which in gives that, a that whole same, other perspective. That same sort of thing. Obi-Wan says, I think I had a brother. He talks about thinking that maybe he, he he remembers a little glimpse of he might have had another life. But like you said, Anakin knew what it was like. Anakin knew. Yeah, yeah he knew what it was like to have the love of his mother. And, and he had actual friends know. that like yeah. he played with and hung out with. Yeah. And stuff. He had to go work at Watto's. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he had to go work at Watto's shop and everything. But at the end of the day, he was playing around with Greedo and, and the other the other kids in the neighborhood doing, you know pod racer stuff and whatever else but he was being a kid to, yeah they were able to be kids it wasn't just meditate lightsaber practice uh so, go to sleep get up do it again right i say he's a good man who turned to darkness he absolutely he had i think he had good intentions and i think just the reality of life and the lack of proper oversight in, in his life is what turned him towards dark things and, and even in confusion his, yeah oh absolutely turning yeah. toward darkness his his motives for turning to toward darkness were not entirely wrong they were pretty noble <laughs> as the the saying goes whoopsies some of the worst things were done in, with the best intentions yeah, yeah. absolutely but it's also you got to take into account one of the thing that gets me is when people are like oh but he wanted more power he was clearly bad to begin with his entire love his entire life has been structured around people having more power than him that's all he knows right people he having control and, and that power being used to control him so he figured if i have more power i can save more people right that was it right and it his and in all slavery, honesty than the jedi than palpatine that everything has been I just need to be more powerful than the next guy. And then I can I think, help everyone. I think really what really does push him over the edge is the loss of his mother. Yeah. Uh, because even though he had not seen her for years, the fact of knowing that she was alive and well in through the force, I think is one thing that kind of anchored him to some degree. Once she's gone, that anchor is removed. And now he becomes overly concerned 
It's like it's like somebody with PTSD. When somebody has PTSD, they become PTSD. Yeah, I'm just saying. We but when you suffer yeah. from that level of PTSD, you become overly concerned about yourself, your surroundings, your security, the people around you, all these different things. Anakin is definitely going through this. There is definitely a, a mental health issue here, and with what he's going through and how he's approaching it and attacking it and all these different things, and he doesn't have the resources at hand to handle this. And so when it comes down to it, his motives are pure because they're altruistic in the sense that if I have this power, I can make sure that Padme never dies. They're mm-hmm. slightly selfish, slightly oh, selfish. Yeah. I'll give you that because he can't handle another loss. Anchor. Right. right. He's, exactly. In finding, in finding Padme, he found comfort. He found the anchor. Yeah. His mom. Like, right. He found what he didn't have. I mean, uh, sure. Oedipus, Oedipus shows us that like, you have that as much as the Oedipus complex is disturbing you do look for the traits of your parents in your spouse because that's what's comfortable, that's what you know women frequently look for men who have, this, have similar traits to their father men frequently look for traits similar to their moms and it, it's, it's true though it, it, it is in there, it, it's in there and so Anakin found somebody that he found comfort with and then when it was the well wait no she could die i can't lose her like i've lost mom i think right i think that's probably so this is just me throwing it into the universe i think that's why padme is the only one allowed to call anakin annie Mm -hmm. this is also why when uh Shmi says it, and Padme says it, they say it almost exactly the same, now that you're making me think about it. Yeah. But, to to Tim's point, the whole thing with the mom, like, setting him off and setting him on the path of the dark side, that is a thousand percent true, because that was also preventable. Mm-hmm. If Obi-Wan had believed him, if Obi-Wan had, had said, just go check on her. Yeah. Or yeah. even just went with him just went like right. hey this could be a learning experience let's get you out in the world because at that point i mean canonically anakin and obi-wan probably went on like maybe a total of like four missions prior to the clone wars that's not a lot. a lot other jedi and other padawans the moment they're assigned like a master they're they're off doing stuff right they have to go out in the world and learn experiences so the fact that Anakin was kept in the temple for such a long time and barely did anything outside of it. He didn't learn what he needed to. Like that's Got it. just this is another reason to read Inquisitor Rides of the Red Blade by Del- Delilah yeah. S. Dawson. So, Honestly, and, and, it's the, it's thing. almost the same thing. It's it's scary yeah. how similar. Uh, I mean, there's enough changes between the story and everything. It's not like she was like, oh, let's make a, a girl version of Anakin. But yeah, it's, it's there's a lot of similarities. Enough. Yeah. And so, so Tim, I saw the face, but think about, I, I saw the face you made about the men marrying their, they look for the traits of their mom and their wife. Think about the way that Shayna is with your kids and mm-hmm. how your mom was with you. Mm-hmm. How, like, it, it's there. It's totally there. And as Shayna becomes a grandma, you're going to see it even more. Like, it, it'll, it'll sneak up on you. It's uncanny how similar my girlfriend is with my mother. It's weird. It's really weird. 
but it makes the, sense. Oh, well, hey, would you look at that time? We got more to cover here. I, and, I'm, uh, having a, I'm having a difficult <laughs> time putting those together because, like, my wife and my mom are not the same, like, at all. I don't see it. And I don't personally see the connection between my mother and my wife because they are so very different. I love my mother. Don't get me wrong. I love my mother dearly. She's a wonderful woman who's done a great many things in her life. But my wife is specifically different. And I wanted somebody who was not my mother. Right. Right. But even in her caregiver tendencies, was still there. You know what, John? Bingo. And and I don't think it's I don't think it's like awkward and it's not like oh my gosh i was looking for someone that was exactly like my mother or something like that but there are definitely definitely little tendencies like for instance just just decorating for holidays something that my mom always did back in the day and over time i've dated girls and stuff that never did that and my current girlfriend loves to decorate and i was like oh that's weird my mom does that same thing you know and it's just kind of you know i don't think you realize that it happens until that one little instance comes down and you're like oh shit (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. you're not wrong john she is but awesome. it's funny is like i've, I've i love my mommy it. and now you know i've noticed it with my husband even with the there have been a couple of things with him that i'm like oh <laughs> yeah no that's totally how dad would have reacted to that or <laughs> seeing the way that he interacts with our daughter that i'm like oh yeah no that's that was me and dad like it's it's kind of cool and then it's funny is like so with my my mother-in-law living with us and there have been points in time where my my husband's like oh gosh what have I done? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> nice. You're stuck. Deal. Way to go, stupid. And yet we are. My mother in law. My mother in law and I are incredibly different at the same time. She is very, very domestic housewife, and I am the feral raccoon that lives in the garage. Like, it. Everyone needs a feral raccoon. We do. I'm a trophy wife. It's a participation trophy, but I'm a trophy wife. <laughs> All right, so where do we settle up on this? I said he was a good man that went to darkness. Josh? Same. Same. Ben? Yeah, I'm going to... There's caveats to it, but for the sake of it, yes. Good good man turned bad. Kathleen? I I struggle with the... He he was never really a man. He was a child. Yeah, he was basically (laughs) a kid. But but no, he he, he wanted to be good. He was just incredibly misguided. He was like the Michael Jackson of Star Wars. He just never grew up. Right. I mean, when you really think about it, Anakin turns to the dark side and becomes Darth Vader at 24 years old. Yeah. We all do yeah. a lot of bad or, things at 24, let's be honest. Well, like, <laughs> if we're going by actual human physiology, his brain is not even fully developed right. until next year. Yeah. And he's been manipulated since he was nine by the guy yeah. who would turn him into Darth Vader. Yep. Yeah. There is yeah. your grooming. Not between him and Padme, but between him and Palpatine. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, he was that's... Def- Palpatine absolutely groomed him, for sure. First thing he said, we're going to look at your career with great interest. Like, he was immediately grooming the kid. That was that was probably the creepiest line in yeah. Phantom <laughs> Yep. It really was. That made me I, uncomfortable when I heard it as a kid. I'm like, yeah. who's this guy? Ranger danger! Because at that point, I I didn't know that Emperor Palpatine yeah, was. I knew. Like, they just referred him as the Emperor. I don't think they ever. Did they ever mention Palpatine's toys? Name? It was toys, man. They always had the yeah. toys that came out with their names. And so I had a yeah. ton of Star Wars toys when I was a kid as well. And when I had that Emperor Palpatine one, 
and then you I, know senator I was... palpatine shows up and i'm like no way see what's I... funny is like i remember when when senator palpatine showed up and i looked at him and i looked at my brothers who had taken me to the movie theater and i'm like that's the bad guy from the other movies and they're like what do you mean i'm like that's the guy that t- 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 no that's the bad guy like insidious you're like oh geez just lift yeah, the uh, hood up a little bit and you're emperor palpatine yeah i heard him called sidious before but i've never like prior to pretty much the when the move when the prequels came out i was given luke skywalker han solo chewbacca toy lightsabers i think i had like one darth vader because i'm pretty sure my mom didn't want me having any toys of bad guys because she thought that equals i become a bad guy well, uh, it that's how it works. It's just it's just like you sleep under your pillow. Osmosis comes up and through the pillow. Yeah, you know? my kid is going to be so messed up then. Yeah, so uh, but I never got an Emperor Palpatine toy, so I had no idea. And the, the power of the force released um, the Emperor Palpatine with the walking stick toy. And that was one of the main lines that <clears throat> it was 96 or 97 uh, that Christmas. My parents went nuts and got as many star wars toys as they could and just threw them in a box and one of them was palpatine so that's wow gotcha it's kind of how i i don't know i learned a lot about like random characters because they didn't know they didn't know anything they just grabbed all the all the figures you know like i had the the weird guys from in the cantina and like oh yeah oh that's awesome yeah that's cool your parents did that though that's awesome that it It was a good christmas that is great I I'm only mostly jealous. Find it. Really cool toys for I, I do find it funny that Disney renamed the the musical genre. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It will always forever be known as jizz. I don't care what anybody says. Did, what did they change it to? Jazz. No, it's jizz music, okay? That is not going away. All right. So, Josh. Let's remind everybody where they can find you at Quest Me Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, best place is on Twitter at Quest Me Podcast. We're also on Instagram and Threads, and I do a lot on the TikToks. Just search Quest Me Podcast. Um, all of our latest episodes and stuff are on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, all the all the places, and we have our YouTube channel as well, Quest Me Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff, guys. Check it out. I uh, enjoy their show quite a bit. Um, yeah, no, you guys do a good job over there. So, uh, and just as a reminder for those of you have who have not yet, if you don't sign up, you can't win. Well, what can you win? You can win movies. We have some digital uh, movies we want to send your way. Our first drawing is November first, and you have the opportunity to win Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part One, Vindicta, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Uh, all three of those are up for grab. We have multiples of each one. So if you haven't already, click that link right there. Go to fsfpopcast.com forward slash contact, and you can enter your email address, and uh, you'll have an opportunity to win a free digital movie. So I want to make sure that you guys uh, know that and, and take advantage of that. So, yeah. Win some free loot. Give us your email address. And uh, I promise the only thing that you're going to get is a free movie and maybe a newsletter from time to time with just some special show announcements and stuff like that. But we also will be handling uh, some random email drawings from time to time. 
And if you're already, we already have your email address, you're already entered to win. How cool is that? So yeah, so get, cool. email. Get, get free stuff. All righty. I'm hoping Tim actually updated stuff this week. <coughs> I did. I'm so proud of you. I actually knew that looking I at know, it. right? All right. Last Friday, we aired our interview with Brendan Wayne. Great episode. Fantastic oh, episode. The one and only beautiful man, Pedro Pascal, may be the voice. He may be Disney's face, but Brendan Wayne and his body Latif. His buddy Latif are the body. Wow. Good job. My brain well, Latif, went... Latif does have a body, I'm just saying. They so. are the body. Quite a body. It is. I mean, well, that might have been where the confusions got there. Anyway. <laughs> oh, but we talked to Brendan about the suit that he wears and why. Or the suit that he wears, why this is the way. But also about his, you know, slightly sort of famous grandfather. Might have heard of him. Maybe. John Wayne. Anybody? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. The Duke. The Duke. Also, the reason behind the ongoing actor's strike. And why? Mm -hmm. yeah. why? Wait, he hold up. What? Really good at, yeah, the actor's strike really is still happening. Ends. Yeah. But he gives because really of good John Wayne? That. No, 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 no. no, no. Oh. Not because of John Wayne. Okay, I was no. like, wait, what? No, but he goes into why the actor's strike is happening, what's going on with it. Got it. Um, all these different things. But we he is also the grandson of John Wayne and talks about... Yeah, yeah about there is a really interesting part in there about how like you know all this stuff about ai that if ai were to try to make a john wayne movie today could it be done sure there's enough a there's enough images of john wayne out there there's enough uh, of his voice recorded where they could do it but would it have the essence the personality the the who john wayne was nope. no 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 so it, 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 there's a really neat clip about that I had so much fun with this interview and just watching Brendan try to talk about things without talking about things. I'm trying to do trying like to talk loops around one topic. The the gymnastics to get around certain topics. Uh, we're going to try and have him back on the show once the strike is over, so we can actually talk about some of these things, including the show that's in the the that's mentioned there in the image. Uh, but you know, yeah, so yeah, we, the, we had a great time talking about the show and the studio and the mm -hmm. people. And I'm like, oh man, I, I would love to yeah. be. I don't remember, was this recorded before I jumped in, or yes. was I just not a, okay? That's yeah, it fine. was right, it was right before you joined up on the show. Yeah, I, I want to be part of it next time, please. Well, we'll, please. See, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. We'll okay, you guys. I don't know. It depends on whether or not, you know, your whole day job and adult life. I'm sorry. Really I need to money live. to live. Okay. Oh, way, to, so awesome. way, to, way to be a functional adult. Gosh, Ben. I got to get a job with okay pay and decent benefits. God. Oh, dare oh. You. Take care of your family. Disgusting. <laughs> the fact that we need, you know, this abstract green piece of paper that honestly doesn't exist we need it's that to, it's, to eat it's all an illusion like it's mythical they, they had a vote on was food a human right and the only one person said no can you guess who we'll find that out later uh but you can still find this episode and many of our other ones uh, on our YouTube channel and where your uh, favorite podcast providers, especially Good Pods. Good uh, pods. Uh, good remember, pods. your subscription to our YouTube channel is a major help. 
So please don't forget to click the like and subscribe uh, as you watch our videos, which would be great. And uh, I was going to say another thing. Patreon. Patreon's great, too. Please like the Patreon. Patreon likes you. Uh, but then also, this upcoming Friday, we have an amazing interview with PJ Harzma. Uh, PJ is an author. He's a producer and one of the faces of Couch Soup, which is a really cool pop culture website, which does a lot with video games and, and some other things like that. But one of the reasons why we had him on there, if you see that in the middle of the screen there, it says Con Man. If you've never watched the show Con Man, it's available right now on Freevee, which is uh, an Amazon Prime thing, uh, which you can watch it on there as well. But uh, it's a show that he did with Alan Tudyk and uh, Nathan Fillion. And it was it's all it's about this this uh, make believe sci fi world called Spectrum, which just happens to so resemble Firefly. And it's amazing. And it not only does it have Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion in it, I'm pretty sure the rest of Hollywood has at least a three second cameo somewhere in that movie, in that show. The, the list of cameos is almost too big to share, but it, there's so much going on in this interview and it's an amazing chat. So don't miss out on that one. Now, the thing is, uh, this comes out this upcoming Friday, but if you don't want to wait till Friday, we should have this out on our Patreon channel uh tomorrow wednesday at the absolute latest usually a couple days early for those of you who are on our patreon channel give you a couple days early access and you guys can check it out there uh now to get early access to the audio and video files that's only three whole george washington's a month if you step that up to the ten dollar you also get the background bonus footage when the episode comes out and after a couple months you get a free coffee mug with that nobody else can get because it's only only a patreon bonus so but yeah there's lots of other things going on there but uh yeah so check that out with pj harzma this upcoming friday that is a really cool interview pj was an absolute ton of fun uh to talk to and of course so was brendan wayne so but yeah so we're gonna be back in a couple weeks we'll be off next week monday we'll have a replay for you guys to watch and then we'll be back in a couple weeks uh i think our next one is i don't know i'm not gonna say what it is because i have to look at the calendar and i don't have a handy so anyway uh until then thank you for watching and uh you know like goodbye and stuff so goodbye okay, bye. Bye. thank you for being on, the on behalf of the rest of the hosts of the fsf podcast we want to thank you for listening to this episode if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode please contact us by means of twitter or instagram using the handle at fsf podcast or go to www.fsfpodcast.com and click on the contact link. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode.